1: Good afternoon, we are returning today to John chapter 4 Last time we thought about the woman who came to the well carrying her water pot Today we'll think about what she heard And how the message she received from the Lord Is the message that you two need to hear We're thinking about an object lesson by an ancient well First here's the Grandshaw Gospel Group singing Down Where the Living Waters Flow Reading once again from John chapter 4, we'll begin at the verse 7. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with and the well is deep from whence then hast thou that living water art thou greater than our father jacob which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle jesus answered and said unto her whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again but whosoever drinketh of the water that i shall give him shall never thirst but the water that i shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water, that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. We'll end our reading there at the verse 15. I was brought up and educated in the town of Coleraine, not far from the north coast. I walked to school as a teenager, took me down Church Street, past St. Patrick's Church of Ireland. So called because, according to tradition, Patrick gave Coleraine its name, Coolrathain, which in the Latin means place among the ferns. After passing St. Patrick's I arrived at the diamond with the town hall positioned right in the middle of the thoroughfare. Erected in 1859, plans for opening this beautiful building with a dance were abandoned because concerned souls needed to be counselled as the town was thrust into the great revival of that year. Beyond the town hall I was then at the top of Bridge Street and was looking down towards the river Ban. At this very place there is an ornate fountain one could quite easily pass without noticing. On this fountain there is an inscription. Whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up everlasting life. This is in many ways a symbol of the rich spiritual legacy that Coleraine as a town has enjoyed. The quotation of course is from our Lord's discourse with the woman at the well which we are currently considering. Last week I talked to you about this woman who came to the well with her water pot when the Lord was resting from his long and wearisome journey up from Jerusalem. Today I want to share with you some of the details concerning Christ's conversation with this lady. In the ordinary course of her daily routine she became engaged in an encounter with Jesus Christ. Perhaps on this day, you too in the normal course of your daily activities will meet with Jesus, who is interested in you and who loves you more than you can realise or know. In talking to this lady, Jesus produced an object lesson. The material was obvious. Here was a well. There was a woman with her water pot coming to draw water. He was a thirsty traveller how simple yet how sublime was this object lesson beside an ancient well christ had walked thirty miles that day he was weary in his journey this is truly humbling he is the son of god he was actively engaged in the creation of the vast remarkable and unique universe in which we are but a tiny speck yet as a consequence of walking as a man under the heat of an oppressing sun he is physically exhausted in order that our lord might be our saviour he became a real man and suffered Exhaustion, tiredness, weakness and thirst Just as we do Yet at this ancient well The Saviour sat down As a man who had become tired Seeking out this woman He deliberately approached this very spot So that his path would pass into this woman's life As she fetched some water As he sat down he was inevitably thirsty After travelling such a distance in great heat Jesus came into this world of suffering To sorrow in order that he might win us he endured a greater thirst than that which he suffered at Jacob's well. Approximately three years later, he would be nailed to a Roman cross at nine o'clock in the morning. As, as the sun would rise to its zenith and as the day would grow hotter, his naked body would be scorched and burnt. Then he would cry, I thirst, expressing his physical anguish. He was willingly afflicted with such suffering so that we would be saved. On that Roman crossroads by Jacob's well, Christ was consumed by another thirst that was beyond the physical. He was winning this woman's soul he desired to see her life changed and transformed as our saviour came as a man into this world he was thirsty for your heart and mine. This was his consuming passion, that he might win us. As a thirsty traveller, Jesus asked this woman for water. He introduced the conversation. He used that which was ordinary and within easy reach to spark off a spiritual conversation. If you're a Christian today, please learn from this. The Lord wants us to model our lives upon his example. We should befriend people, coming right down to their level in our endeavours to win them. Let us not stand aloof giving the impression that Christianity is irrelevant for ordinary people living ordinary lives. This lady did not expect Jesus as a Jew to show an interest in her as a Samaritan, yet he did. Christians need to learn to break through social and religious barriers in their evangelistic efforts. No person should be regarded as an outcast or beyond grace by one who professes to be a follower of Jesus. The Lord knew nothing of the prejudices of his generation. This woman was left in no doubt that this man cared for her and that his message was relevant for her life. Oh, that people would observe this in the lives of Christ's followers today. The Lord used water as his object lesson. I notice that Northern Ireland water has the words on the side of their vehicles. Water is precious. In Ireland, however, we fail to appreciate what a valuable commodity water is because we have so much of it. When it rains, it knows how to rain. Our lakes and our rivers are never dry. In fact, we are more inclined to consider water as a hazard, especially if we live in a place that is prone to flooding. We have water in superabundance, and some might say we have too much of it. In a green, fertile and wet environment such as ours, we miss the point completely... When Jesus spoke to this lady about water, Jesus was living in a harsh environment where the sun was hotter and the ground was dry. It was a place of brown landscapes and dried up rivers. It was a land where years earlier, Jacob had to dig 150 feet down into the ground so that his livestock could be watered. We are never thirsty in the sense that our skin becomes wrinkled and our lips become dry and broken for want of fluids. The eastern traveller can actually suffer pain as a consequence of his terrible thirst. In the society of this woman, water meant one thing. It meant life. Therefore, in using water for his object lesson, Christ was speaking about life. He spoke to her of living water. The Old Testament is full of rich pictorial language, depicting God as the one who can truly satisfy the sad and lonely heart of men and women. Isaiah 12 and 3. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. Isaiah 44 and 3. I will pour water on him that is thirsty. Psalm 55 and Isaiah 55 and 1. Ho every one that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. Psalm 42 and 1. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. Similar language is found in the New Testament, especially in relation to heaven. Revelation seven seventeen. For the Lamb would Is in the midst of the throne, shall feed them and shall lead them on to fountains of waters. Therefore, the Lord, in keeping with the use of this common metaphor, was not speaking to this lady about natural life but spiritual life. I'm offering you a relationship with God, I'm offering you forgiveness, I'm offering you hope. This was a woman struggling with life, she had struggled with her relationships with others. "'Having been married five times "'and in a relationship with a man who was not her husband, "'she was seeking out an existence, "'and something had brought her to this well, "'a quarter of a mile from her home,' on this particular evening. But this stranger spoke of a new life. He spoke of hope, of peace. He spoke of that which she had never heard of before. This woman's thirst was a separation from God. This is the sad plight of humanity. Your words and your actions can make you an outcast in your society, but our sinful hearts make us all outcasts from God. This creates a thirst, an emptiness in lives, regardless of religion or status in society. One of the early church fathers, Augustine, summed this up best when he wrote, Thou hast made us for thyself, and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in thee. Have you rested in Christ? Have you drank of this living water? Are you existing rather than living? Have you come to know God, who alone can give you purpose in this sad, empty and tragic world? Our Saviour brought his message to a climax by exclaiming, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water, springing up into everlasting life here we view not a well but a spring when a spring is burst it bubbles such as the force of water drink of the water of God's salvation and the life of God will possess your inner being that life will influence the remainder of your life it will affect all others around you it will mark your children it will be obvious that a new life is taking possession of your soul the water of God's salvation will be a spring bubbling in your heart as Jacob dug that well thousands of years earlier so the water of eternal life has been dug Out by the God of eternity, He sent His Son to Calvary, who descended into the darkness of our sin and God's curse, in order that He might find the water of salvation. As Jacob dug that well, this water purchased at such a price is offered freely, and all we have to do is receive it by faith alone. Those who trust Christ are assured of new life and everlasting life. Have you tasted? Have you come to the Lord? He can be yours today. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good.
0: You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak. If we can be of any further spiritual help, or if you would like to receive some free gospel literature, we invite you to write to us. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak Rev. Peter McIntyre 13 Willand Crescent 5 Mile Town County Tyrone BT75OQL That's Let the Bible Speak Rev. Peter McIntyre 13 Willand Crescent 5 Mile Town County Tyrone, BT75OQL. You may hear Mr. McIntyre preach each Lord's Day here in Clocker Valley Free Presbyterian Church at 11.30am and 7pm. For further information you may phone us at 028 8952 1611 028 8952 1611 We assure you of a very warm welcome at all the services and look forward to having you visit with us. Thank you for listening today. May the Lord richly bless you. And don't forget to tune in on this same station at the same time next week when once again we turn to the Scriptures and let the Bible speak.